Hey there, Ashley here. This week, I'm actually republishing the interview I did with AJ Smith, aka The Joy Weaver, because AJ has actually released an amazing, amazing book called The Red Thread. And after this interview, she and I became friends and is still really such an amazing, important person in my life. And reading her book is like receiving a hug from her while just diving into all of the goodness that she talks about here. So if you want to learn more about red tents, about your personal growth story and how you can really dig into that, I, I really encourage you to go pick up her book. That's The Red Thread and you can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. You can ask your local bookstore to order it in for you. And so with the publishing of her book, I want to, again, reintroduce you to A.J. Smith, The Joy Weaver. Enjoy! Hey, I'm Ashley McGee. I'm a health coach, military officer, and military spouse. I'm passionate about helping military women live their happiest and most abundant lives by improving their health. If you're looking for actionable tips and tricks to get healthier while balancing your hectic life, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Healthy Women Warriors podcast. Okay, so I'm super excited because I have a new friend on, um, AJ Smith, and she is the joy weaver. And we get to get into what that means. But AJ, welcome. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Ashley. And I got to know, like, if I'm going by the the Joy Weaver, do you have like a superhero name or a title that, you know, like AJ, the Joy Weaver and Ashley, like the rock star or? Oh, man. Um, my title is usually I usually just say I'm a health coach for military women. <laughs> it's not that sexy. <laughs> Maybe we can put some glitter in your pocket. So after you say it, then you throw some glitter sparkles and you're just like, ah, I mean, I, I like that idea. That's better than my normal pantomime of like, I throw up imaginary confetti when I give zero fucks about something. I'm like, oh, this is all the, look at all the fucks I give. Zero. And of course, <laughs> look how is, much, yeah. No, they have to clean up the confetti. So no one could see all of the pantomime yeah. we're doing, doing, but I hope everyone is just imagining it because it's, it's glorious. It is us gesturing wildly into, <laughs> into the unknown. Into the yeah, ether. it's all of it. Yes. Yes. Frozen. Okay. Oh, good. Um, we're in a good place. So I, I have to ask you my first question I always ask, which is yeah. how are you connected to the military? Yes. Um, I'm a military spouse um, to a guy who's, he was enlisted in the Air Force. Now he's an officer. So he's cool. actually three days ago, he hit his nine years. Ooh. So we're almost there, almost halfway, I guess. But <laughs> we've really liked it. We've been everywhere. So we were in Hawaii and then Germany and then Mississippi. And now we're in Texas. So nice. Yeah. Nice. It's good um, stuff. My first tour was actually in Hawaii. Oh, were you at Hickam? Uh, so I was at Pearl Harbor side because I'm Navy. Yeah. Yeah. And my, my first year I lived in Kailua. My second year I lived in Kaneohe. You lived that far. For those who don't know, Kaneohe and Kailua are like, those are 40 minute drives to get into I mean, Pearl Harbor or was it but, kind of like before everything got really packed? Well, so I was there 2013 to 2015, but <gasps> Us too. I the thing is, right, is like with a the H3, 
Yeah. You know, unless there's an accident, there's typically not traffic. So I, I was closer when I was in Kaneohe, I think then yeah. the drive was about 25, 30 minutes. And then when I was in Kailua, it was like 35. Okay. That's not no, near that's as bad as terrible. I was expecting. No. Yeah. Yeah. Were you on base on Hickam? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't know anything. We were like baby newbies. And so I mean, that's also yeah, a really, really nice saying. base. Oh, it was beautiful. And if you want air conditioning, if anybody's listening to this and you're about to move to Hawaii, live on base. Don't live in the historic housing because, you know. Because it's definitely haunted and there's bullet holes in it. You know, there's that. <laughs> um, but we ended up, there's there's really great places to stay on base as well. So if you want air conditioning in the backyard, your best bet is to stay on base unless you want to drive an hour. Yeah. yeah. Pro tips. Welcome yeah. to the, uh, <laughs> the Homeport podcast. Welcome oh. to your military home. I know. And I'm not kidding. For those that have not been to Hawaii, I'm not kidding. There are so historic bad. buildings with bullet holes from Pearl Harbor. Yeah. It's uh it's it's interesting for sure. That and like, you know, being a ship person, we we'd have we'd get reports oh, yeah. of like, oh, there's oil in the water. And so everyone would scramble around, you know, securing all the engineering stuff. And it's like, no, it's it's just the Arizona leaking. Um, again. And you're like, oh. yeah. Right. This is weird. It's a weird reality. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that's awesome. So you've been all over the place. Yeah. So what? Not what Antarctica been... yet. Yeah. I mean, do we need to go there? I don't know, but I feel like if I'm going to hit up all seven continents, six, I might as well do the seventh just because I don't know, maybe I can cuddle a penguin or something and be like, check. I mean, I'll be bundled up because I'm like an a cold-blooded mermaid, I will freeze. But, you know, then stamp and passport. So, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Carry on. No, you're good. You're good. Um, No, it totally makes sense. I'm a tropical fish. I want to go back to your title, Joy Weaver. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I would love for you to tell me, like, what what is that? What that mean? (laughs) Oh, I love this question. So, I believe that the Weaver of the Universe creates everyone with a soul song. So when you're born, you have this, like your soul, like the way that you were created to be to bring goodness and wholeness and wonder into this world. And when we are raised and humanity and society sometimes decides to take the wrong track, right? Um, we can get kind of beat down and we can forget to listen and kind of tune in to be like, okay, what does walking with God side by side look like this? And regardless of your beliefs, right? Like who are we created to be? Like, what does the fullness of society and the fullness of humanity look like? And so I call myself the joy weaver because I walk alongside women and people and kids when I'm performing too, to help them discover joy and wonder both in themselves and in the world and to like help them create that too, to like remember, remember. So it's kind of just like using our imaginations and all of this goodness. So the Joy Weaver was the best language I had. Also, side note, have you seen Discovery of Witches or read the book? First of all, didn't know it was a book. Um, so <gasps> writing oh, you're down, in for a treat. But actually one of my friends was just like, so I just add on Sundance on my Amazon so we can watch Discovery of Witches. Because um, I got the ad on Instagram and I was like, Instagram, you know me too well. So putting that down as a book. Okay, please continue. <laughs> yeah. So um, she's, okay, uh, sorry, spoiler alert. 
If you haven't seen it yet and you don't want to know things, skip ahead 30 seconds. Um, so she's a weaver, right? Like that's the type of which she is. And she sees the threads in the world. And I remember reading it and I was like, that's how I see the world. Like I see all the threads and how people are connected and their stories and, and like these little entanglements we get ourselves into, right? Where we feel stuck or frozen um, or like something's holding us back. And so I was like, this language, she's a weaver. Like, I'm not like a witch witch, but I'm like, this is what I do. Like, I'm a weaver. I can see the threads. And so that's also part because she's she's my favorite witch. I would love Molly Weasley powers just for cleaning, but Diana Bishop, <laughs> Weaver Life. So it's also kind of a nod to my favorite series. If you like Harry Potter, y'all, you need to read Discovery of Witches and watch. It's also great. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm in it. I, I actually just started reading the Bridgerton series. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I I just love me some some old school British romance, but um that's that's going on the list for sure. So that's I that's such a like fascinating. I I've never heard anyone talk about life and people in such a really beautiful visual way. Um, like you were saying, you know, using vocabulary that isn't necessarily in my day to day, but as soon as yeah. you spoke it. It was like, okay, I, I, I'm there. I'm with you. I, I understand. Um, it also reminded me of since we're this is also the pop culture podcast today. Have you seen Soul? I did. Oh, I bawled. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. It, it reminded me of a similar concept, though. Right. Every soul is unique and and mm-hmm. has its kind of purpose. Um, it really resonates with me because I'm about all about creating abundance in people's lives and again actualizing yes. the, the fullness of of what you're meant to be so, yes I love 100 love it Get so it. what are some ways that you help people see that and, and actualize that that fullness yeah that's a good question I think by showing them permission that there's a different way to be in this mm-hmm. world like, I don't know what this looks like for you because you were in the military, right? So you're, mm-hmm. you're in the military and then you're working your job after hours. So you're like, okay, like, here's what I have to do. And then here's like something I see that's more, or like, I call it like bone resonance, right? Like you're knowing that like yeah. sinks in that you feel aligned. And I feel like society tells us like, okay, you have to do all the hard things all the time. And like your average is going to be miserable. Like I went to a therapist one day when I was struggling with some stuff and, um, and he was like, you know, you're lucky if every day is a gray old Tuesday, like just every day is just kind of like blah. And I was, I felt so itchy in my skin, um, which is what I call when like, there's a boundary overstep or think like something's like not right. Right. Um, sorry, friends who can't see my hands, but like, I just, there's more there has to be more like, this is not what God intended for us to be anger and virtual and, and hate towards each other and dehumanizing one another. Like we were made for more than this. And you can feel it right. When you, you go to gatherings or maybe when you're in a coaching call and somebody gets that understanding or you're like under a hot shower, or you're like, you put your feet in like fresh mud or you're planting plants and you're like this, this is what it's about. And so giving people permission that we can go after that life. Like, yes, there are things we have to do, right? Dishes. It doesn't have to be an either or. We can have both and. Yes, you have to go to work. 
and you can have your joy. What would it look like to weave this in? What are the things that light you up, that make you come alive? Like as adults, people don't play anymore, right? Because they're told like, oh, that's dumb. That's for children. What do you think makes you happy? Math? Okay, actually some people love math, so no hate. But like (laughs) dancing or reading and so allowing us ourselves the pleasure of luxuriating in the bits of life that make you happy and enjoying those that's kind of what I do. That didn't actually answer your question, but that's the best language I have. So I do this through like red tents and mermaid parties and um, henna adornment and um, soon like ritual services and um, in my membership group. But what it comes down to is helping people see that there is permission, you know, because if you don't see anybody else doing it, you think just, you know, slaving away, doing the same thing every day like that just gets depressing, you know? Yeah. What does this feel like for you? Like, when do you feel alive? Tell me the things. <laughs> I, I I love that. And I was literally just having a conversation with someone this last week about the difference between a yes and versus like an either or dichotomy. Mm-hmm. And totally. they were forcing it into a relationship. And I was like, that's, that's not what was happening here. And It's, but it's so interesting that people get so caught up in what's the box yeah, rather than what works for me. And that's something I ask my clients all the time. I I start with having them dream. Like they do a 99 wants list because we forget how to dream. 99 wants. Yeah. Yeah. Like 99 things. It's also called a Gretzky list. Yeah. And it's, it's 99 (sighs) things you want to, you want, you want to be, feel, um, and I, oh, I gotta people, make this. Yeah, like dream big, and and it it can be spiritual things, it can be materialistic things. Like, for example, on mine, I have yes. everything from I want to have both a beach house and a ski cabin because why not? Why not? Um, but it also life. has, um, you know, I want to basically change the way the military views health and wellness and, and treats oh, each other. My, yes, my big mission is to heal the military, which mm. is about impact and is terrifying. Like, Yeah. Um, so it, it, you know, it really runs this, this broad spectrum. You may not know this, but I actually hate going grocery shopping. That's why I swear by Thrive Market. I love that they share my values like sustainable sourcing, and I'm able to get high-quality, non-perishable pantry items at a discount. And hey, it gets shipped to my door. Grab the link in the show notes for a 25% discount off your first order. Happy shopping! I have clients that, you know, have you know, wanting to show up as the best version of themselves for them, mm-hmm. ch- their children. And, mm. um, but, but totally like they struggle so much, you usually get to about 30 ish. Yeah. And then it yeah. gets hard. Mm-hmm. And so, but I think working through that struggle and really allowing yourself to, yeah. to dream and, yeah. and also think, is this actually what I want? Because sometimes they'll start oh, putting things on their, on their list. Like, societal or family expectations. Mm-hmm. Totally. I was like, well, is that actually what, what you want? And we so, I think so rarely, especially as women, we don't give ourselves permission to ask that question. Yeah. Because it's selfish. 
because how dare we right yeah how how dare we not live in service of someone else yeah did you read a burnout by emily nagoski and emily nagoski um i have not read burnout but wait didn't emily nagoski write uh come as you come as you are yes i have read that (laughs) Oh yeah. So good. Right. The break in the pedal. I was like, Oh, this just applies for life as well. Um, but she talks about the human giver syndrome. Exactly what you're talking about is we've been ingrained, right? Fill up your cup just so you can like spill it out for everybody else. Like you're not allowed to have a full cup just for you untamed by Glennon Doyle. She talks. Oh, oh, you're in for such a treat. I know. I'm getting so so excited for you. I hope, I hope. I am a bibliophile so because I know I yeah um she she writes about this and it's like oh I can't have this because it's selfish right or like I just want to get away and I want a glass of wine and she's like so people think that their desires are bad right and growing up in the Christian tradition we're taught like temptation and don't trust your heart your heart's bad right like you can't trust yourself but like if you have you know as I believe image of God, like you have a spirit of divine within you, right? Mm -hmm. What's the desire underneath the desire? Okay, sure. Yeah. You want wine, but why do you want wine? Because you're tired and you want rest. Mm -hmm. Why do you want to escape and run away? Because you're exhausted and you need a break. Like those aren't bad things, right? Like if we peel back the layer beneath the desire, if you peel back two layers at your core is to be loved, to be seen, to be whole, to, you know, be good and genuine in community and not feel like you have to hold things back or be something different. So I just, you're spot on to the wants of, Hey, like what is calling you and yearning for you? Not just what everybody else says you want, but like, what do you actually want? Because I mean, you are a permission giver. You are doing the things (laughs) permission weaver, Ashley in the house. I'm so excited. (laughs) You make me proud. Well done. Oh, thank you. And and now I have a, a sweet glittery nickname. I'm I'm a permission weaver. There we go. Yes. There you go. <laughs> oh, I, I love this. Um so you know, I, I'm really curious then what is your thoughts around, you know, in the military community, especially yeah. with women, I think, and this is why mm-hmm. I serve this community. Yep. We have so many issues with identity and and the guilt piece, right? So it's like, well, how do I show up as a good spouse, mom, Mm -hmm. you know, like sailor or soldier, whatever you happen to be. And again, going into that either or either or either or. And then when one of those pieces is taken away, like you get out of the military. Yeah. Well, who am I now? Yeah. So what what are your thoughts on that? And, and how can people that are struggling with their identity and, and what, what do they really want? How can they, they find that connection or re rediscover that connection? Yeah. What's the first thing you tell people? Oh, (laughs) I wasn't expecting you to turn back on me. (laughs) I'll I'll totally answer. I just like, if there's something that you say to people, then, you know, I want to say the second thing. Um, when it comes, I mean, I, I, honestly, I go back to getting really honest with your, giving yourself permission yeah. to be honest with yourself. Yeah. Um, about, about your wants and needs. And, yeah. and I also have them do exercises about finding their like core motivation, their deep why, yeah. because a lot of times, especially with, you know, those of us that are 
in the military, right? Like the, it's, it's mm -hmm. from a place of service. So usually there's like yeah. a core drive mm -hmm. that like, I want to be of service to other people. Yeah. And that's resulting in that empty cup because yeah. all you're doing is giving yeah. everyone else. Ugh. Yeah. This makes me want to cry. I know. Um, my sister, she was in the air force and then she got medically discharged after four years. And like, now she's working in the doctor field. What do you call it? The medical? doctor field, medical field. Thank you. <laughs> I, I am a writer and a speaker, but sometimes words are hard. Um, words are hard. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, that was something that she struggled with. So I agree with you that that service is a key part of it. Have you ever heard? Here's another book. Have you ever heard of the artist way by Julia Cameron? Uh, sounds vaguely familiar, but, um, again, I'm, I'm writing this down and putting it on my list. All good. Yeah. So she believes that everyone has a creative soul mm -hmm. and part of our problem, I think both as humanity on a whole and in the military and people transitioning out is we gain so much of our identity by what we do for other people or the labels that people put on us. And we are relational creatures, right? Like we are made to be in community, like we thrive. Introverts, you need naps, but like you need people too. I see you. Um, and so I think when we come back from what am I doing from everybody else? And I'm also saying this from a place of somebody who recently learned this because I burned out pretty hardcore in December after pivoting my business oh. in 2020 and doing all the stuff and writing book. And But then I was like, I need a month to myself to recoup because I was, I ran 63 red tents, um, which are like a one and a half hour, like sacred nights, mm. um, both online and in person over the course of the year. But it was just a lot. And I was like, okay, I'll take this month. And then I was like, oh my gosh, will I, people still like me? Will people still love me or appreciate me? Will people want me when I come back to do other things? Like, am I allowed to take this time? Like I totally panicked. Oh, wow. And I think that happens to all of us, right? Whatever you're transitioning out of is if I'm no longer doing X for them, for Y, if I'm no longer participating in the uh, tit for tat scenario, what does that make me? Mm -hmm. And so I think coming back to the core that you have a creative soul and you showing up as your whole self and being curious about what that looks like and asking those questions. And what I love about the artist way is it, it it's a 12 week journey of journal prompts and artist dates and artist dates. I love that you said curiosity earlier because artist dates are you take your little inner child on a date. What do you want to go do? You want to go eat dipping dots by the beach? Get it. Go soak those feet. You know, you want to get a kite and fly it in the park? Yes. Like these little oh gosh, permission slips. Mm -hmm. And I think when we come at life from, I want to live from the overflow. However, I work, like go to work whether I'm serving my husband, whether I'm like working with kids or, you know, for whoever, whoever it is, when you come from it, from that place of, I'm going to bring my whole self in every room I walk into, it becomes less about the tit for tat and more about the embodying the wholeness in your relationships and in your community. And it helps everybody become better because then you're also permission giver. So it becomes less about the titles. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it, it yeah. totally makes sense. Um, I have spoken. <laughs> no, and I got I got chills actually because um so early 2020 I reconnected with a piece of both my childhood and my creativity mm. by leaning back into doing things like knitting and sewing. Yeah. yeah, and now and I'm a huge nerd, so I'm also <gasps> like, okay, how can I like I, I'm 
starting to learn how to make clothing so I can do yeah. co- like make my own cosplay. Did you make yourself like a Harry Potter scarf? Um, I haven't done that. Although I did just get yarn in to make lightsaber socks. So oh, I'm very awesome. excited for this and it's gorgeous. And oh, I just, uh, but- wait, I have to ask you an important question before you keep going. What Hogwarts house are you? Oh, I want to, I want you to guess first. See if you can guess it. <laughs> are you a Ravenclaw? I totally am. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm sure you can guess mine. <laughs> I'm a thoroughblood Hufflepuff. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Okay, um, keep going. Amazing. But it was something that, you know, I used to do, I used to do these creative pursuits a lot more when mm. I was younger. Yeah. And then, you know, when I got to like middle school and high school, it was so focused on yeah. grades and, mm-hmm. you know, getting to college and like I was the valedictorian. I went to the <sighs> Naval Academy, yeah. right? So it was like achievement, achievement, Which, achievement, yay. And, and, when I stopped being and I have a hard time like I like I want to be the best at things and it's taken me a lot of self-work to allow myself to pull back from that because it's a good feeling it is but it's like it's my my ego is a real jerk face sometimes (laughs) sometimes our egos have loud opinions they do but but reconnecting to to that especially in 2020 with like yeah all of the things you know that that was and, and continues to be one of my favorite forms of self-care because it it's yeah. helped me feel whole and and wholeness generally <sighs> i love it i love the snaps yeah <laughs> oh sorry friends for- if you hear that that's me snapping it's just <laughs> i got it from a legally blonde because Sometimes clapping's too loud or obnoxious. And so it's just, you deserve the snaps. That's a really big that you allowed yourself that too, you know, in that outlet. Yeah. And I think that that's something where, and I don't, I mean, we don't have kids yet, but I think that's something that, that gets lost for a lot of people. Like what? And so sometimes when they're stuck on their 991s list, going back to that, I'll ask like, what is something you wanted to do like 10 Mm. years ago? Or what did you want to learn when you were a kid? Yeah. You've never learned. You have to go back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, so good. Okay. So I, you've mentioned a couple of times and I I just can't let this go. Please tell me about being a mermaid. (laughs) Oh yeah. So Hi, friends. You thought I was a mermaid. Her human. Just kidding. Totally screwed up that joke. But um, so, <laughs> so I perform as Mermaid Harmony and Fairy Moonfire and Princess Rosalie. They're all my own characters, so Disney won't sue me for everything I'm worth. And so Mermaid Harmony, I started, that's how I started actually my whole business that I own now, Enjoy Productions, kind of built off of Mermaid Harmony. Um, I found out, you know, I mean, growing up, I always wished I could be a mermaid. What did you wish to be growing up? I mean, maybe somebody in the military. Like a lot of people are like doctor, astronaut, teacher, military yeah. person. What was I mean, yours? If, if we're talking about something that is just completely off the wall, for a, a good portion of my childhood, I wanted to be a bird and walked very awkwardly because of it. I was a, a toe walker. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I was, I was not a cool kid. <laughs> um okay but like you're killing it now so you're good like you're owning the nerd dumb and like rocking well, it and helping women cool and... now well yeah that's true <laughs> but technically there are like performers that perform as birds so there's still time um yeah I think I'd want to get back into theater like musical yeah. theater is is one of my happy places for sure do you have a favorite musical 
Uh, well, man, it's like, again, by based on years, right? So when I was a kid, I was obsessed oh, with yeah. cats. Yeah. Which I know people like hate on cats. I, I have it's a soapbox it's fun to hate on about, cats. about cats. If people want to come at me, I will defend cats. Um, ah! I, ha- I have in conversation before. Um, but basically until I saw Hamilton, my favorite was Les Mis. Mm. Uh, now favorites Hamilton. Favorite I yeah. performed in would probably have to be Hairspray. Oh, so nice. that, was, that was a lot of musical. That's good. <laughs> but, well, musicals to you are books to me. So yeah, yeah potato, sense. tomato. It's good stuff. <laughs> oh, it uh, it's like same, same, but different. Yeah. No, not at all. You. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I'm picking up uh-huh. and down. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> um, I swear, we, I think we'll be friends. Yes. Um, so uh, I always wanted to be a mermaid. And then, okay, so Jer went off into, Jer's my husband, by the way. Jer went off into joining the Air Force and doing his thing. I was traveling around the United States while he was in training and it was my birthday, right? And every birthday I had always wished to become a mermaid. I was like, dear God, I don't even need to breathe underwater. Just the fins, you know, mm-hmm. great. And I blew up. Cause like, what else are you going to wish for on your birthday? Right? Like might as well spend your wish on something big. So it's my birthday. I'm turning 23 and I just finished my mermaid book and I close it and I go online to like, look up another book to read because this is what we do when we're 23 is we read mermaid novels because we do things we love. And I came across an article about a lady who was a professional mermaid. And I was like, what? You can be a mermaid and people (laughs) will pay you for it. And like, I I knew people could technically be mermaids, you know, because like we'd seen Splash and Splash 2 and like 13th year. That's all there was back then. but like I thought it was just for movies yeah right the old classic and um and so it just blew my mind but there was tail makers and I was like this is my moment and I was a theater major and I taught in after school programs using drama as a teaching tool with like YMCA boys and girls club you know the whole nine yards so I was like this is perfect because we're going to be traveling so I can have a business and I can become a mermaid. And uh, so I designed a tail, got a tail maker to make it for me. Um, they make them out of like silicone, sequins, fabric, all that jazz. And then I started doing parties. And so I kind of made a lesson plan and, you know, found my name, Mermaid Harmony. And, and I mean, it just, the ball started rolling and it just snowballed. And, um, you know, cause people are like, there was a mermaid my birthday party and we were in Hickam. So I'd swim up, I'd go in the ocean for a party and that I would like leave a shell, like a conch on the beach that they would like blow into, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, my best conch shell noise. And I would like flip my fins up out of the water. I'd be like 30 yards out, right? And I'd be like, and the kids would be like, who's that in the water? And then I flip my fins. And I mean, I've got a fiberglass monitor and it's like I don't know what is this two feet wide two and a half feet wide maybe three and I'd slap the water and swim in they're like mom there's a mermaid in the water and I'd swim up and I'd be like hi Charlotte I heard it was your birthday today like Triton you know called me on the show phone and they're like that wasn't Triton that was me and I was like well hello then and I'm like and I'm pretty sure the waves brought me my treasure chest too and I turn and like the parents are bringing it over from like the pre-approved spot from before and they're like I can't believe she's here. And I'd give like mermaid rides. So yeah. And then I got wings because like, I was already a mermaid, like might as well be a fairy. So started doing fairy stuff. And yeah. So I say that my dad's a merman, my mom's a human. So I'm a half blood and I have a magical necklace because please don't drown the mermaid because I'm a mammal and I need to breathe the air. 
because kids tried to drown me at my very first party. And then I say my grandma's a fairy. And so it passes down generations, skips a generation. So that's why I got double bonus points. I love this. Yeah. And then I got to tuck in my, my wings and my tail, right? Because when we're going grocery shopping, I'd see the kids and they're like, Harmony. And I, I didn't want to be weird and be like, Shh, kid, I don't know you. Get out of here. And so I'd be like, I have my magical necklace on. I'm not wearing it right now, but mm-hmm. I, usually I wear it. So that way, you know, when they see me, I'm like, remember I told you I could get my legs? And they're like, you did. I'm like, because I got to reach my favorite seal. You're right. Mermaids aren't allowed to drive and flairies aren't allowed to fly over the freeway. Not after the Willow Tree Conference of 2008. You know, and they're like, oh yeah, that's a good point. Willow Tree Conference 2008 is where it was decided that fairies were no longer allowed to fly in front of the freeway because a certain fairy that rhymes with Stinkerbell flew over the freeway and caused an accident. So there's a fairy ban. If you want to know some fairy lore and history, Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I bet this. y'all who are listening, you did not expect to hear fairy backstories today, but now you know when this people is... are like, do you know things about the fair folk? You'd be like, actually, I do. This is uh, definitely a, a departure from our normal conversation, <laughs> but uh, it's bringing me a lot of joy. So Good. <laughs> I'm, that's I'm, my goal. I am delighted. Um, so, man, I have so many things. Um, <laughs> but do you see the web too? there's just so many things I want to ask you but kind of bringing it back around yeah I mean you are you are very different than the average woman I think we encounter in the military community yes so what has that experience been like for you yeah um there's a lot of looking at myself in the mirror and being like Some people are not going to like you. That's okay. You're not for them. But like the more, uh, okay, I think I'll say this right. The more I'm more like me, the more likely I'll find my people sooner and the people who need me and the people who I need. Does that make sense? It totally Um, does. I literally, like, I think two weeks ago, I just released a podcast episode about creating stronger friendships. And step one is be yourself. Yeah. Which is scary, right? Um, Because right now I'm just wearing one layer. Not that anybody can see me. So right now, friends, I am wearing a tropical red jumpsuit. And I have bright blue hair. Thank you very much. Yeah. And um, and bright red lipstick. And so usually I've got like earrings and, you know, at least three necklaces because obviously they need to hear me coming. And I've got fanny packs of all different sizes and shapes because I don't believe in using a hand for a purse um, unless it's an absolute necessity. But um, Yeah. I always call it like the twirl twist. Like, does this twirl well? This is how I judge like my outfits. I've definitely walked into places and, you know, I'm like, okay, I look like a summer flower field just walked in to winter. And I just have to keep my head up and remember that it's okay. But what happens invariably every time, even when I went to, um, I was at a military something or another, I can't remember, but it was everybody was very like straight laced. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, don't be weird. Don't make it weird. And then I bro hugged the commander on accident (laughs) and I was like, cool, wait, good job. But the conversations that we had afterwards, the commander was like, yeah, when I get out, I want to be a chef. And like, I want to do this. And then he started talking about his dreams and the things he was excited about. And so I think people are always looking for ways to connect and to see that it's okay to breathe and so I think just by being myself I do that also I have blue hair so it's hard to hide anyways even if I'm wearing a wig 
I love it. I literally have a, a Pinterest page dedicated to the colors I'm going to dye my hair when I get out of the military. Yeah. You could do extensions in the meantime. And I can teach you how to like put on a wig. It looks natural in the front. Like you get it like brown in the front and then it ombres. And you put a little bit of your real hair in front. So nobody knows if you want like. We, we're we're going to have to talk a, yeah. a lot after this. Yeah. We're. Yes. Because you shouldn't be denied are, are, like. Are witnessing a, happy a hair. friendship in the making. Yes. <laughs> I don't have a song on hand for this moment, but yes. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. So I do want you to talk a little bit about your membership, right? Yeah. Because I do, I think, I think the conversation we're having about, you know, that freedom and permission to be yourself. I think yeah. that's something that's so lacking in totally. our community. Mm-hmm. So where, where can people find you and, and learn more about this from you? Yeah. So you can find me at the joy weaver on Facebook and Instagram. I tried Twitter and then I forgot about it. So I'm not on Twitter. And at some point I'll be on TikTok, but I'm not there yet. Um, so you can find me there and I have a free Facebook group embodied in joy. Um, but if you want to get deep in community, I have a membership group called the joy guild because that's how we roll. And then you're an artisan of life. So um, just kind of like earlier, Ashley is a permission giver, weaver. Um, Everybody is an artisan of life. So maybe you're a weaver of wonder or a light keeper or a hope, you know, blower. Like you help like illuminate hope for people. So everybody has this, this piece inside of them. So if you're somebody who wants to believe and remember that you are an artisan of life, come join me. It's thejoyguild.com because we're fancy like that and make it the same. And um, yeah, so we have a one and a half hour like workshop every month that's interactive live. Um, I do like a giveaway every month. We have recorded meditations and a gathering and like a group creative soul conversation. It's group coaching call, but I like creative soul conversation. Um, And then we have like the same community on and off Facebook. So we have a mighty network site and a Facebook site because Sometimes people are sick of Facebook. And so that way you can interact even if you don't have Facebook. So yeah, and then I have tents as well online for women. So Joy Guild is for all genders and the red tents are for women and femme folk. So yeah, I love that's it. my jazz awesome. hands. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do. I really, hope, I really hope that people check that out. Cause again, I think it's something that it's, it's, just, so, it's just so, it's so needed. Um, it's, yeah. it's so needed and actively thinking about how to bring more joy in your day-to-day life. So yeah. because the average yeah. being a gray Tuesday, like that's, Ugh. that's, yeah, that's not, that's not what we're here for. Yeah. And one of the things we do in the joy guild is each month is a different theme. So last month was actually vulnerability and uh, April's theme is bravery. And so, and then we have all of our old themes that we've done too. So we've done boundaries and we've done cycles and we're going to do anger later this year and friendship. And so it's, like joy is more than just like, oh, I feel great. It's getting tools that you can use language with, right? And say like, hey, this is where I need to set a boundary or I need this or here's how I want to show up in the world. So it's it's multifaceted. So if you're like, I don't want to just throw glitter all day, like, guess what? You don't have to. We also dig into the nitty gritty of soul work. So it's all the good stuff and it's open faith. So just for awesome. that's the record. Okay. Awesome. AJ, this was just such a fun conversation. I'm I agree. I'm so glad to have you on. Just thank you for sharing, sharing you, mm-hmm. sharing your soul and, and your calling. Cause I, I definitely, 
I feel it. It resonates. And I, oh. I truly believe that you're going to in- inspire some, some women in our community. And I'm really excited about that. Thank you. And thank you for doing everything you're doing as well. And showing up and saying, yes, you can have both and tending your soul. That's a really big deal for those to caretake of other women and other communities to take care of themselves as well. So snaps on you for doing that. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. And for everyone listening, go out and live your happiest and most abundant life. We'll talk to you next week. You've just finished another episode of the Healthy Women Warriors podcast. If you like the show, can you do me a favor? Go rate and review it. I would really appreciate it. And once you do, post a picture and tag at Ash McGee Coach so I can shout you out. Talk to you next week.